Well, a win's a win, I guess. The Vikings win against the Bears in Soldier Field, Monday Night Football, 17-9, to the final score. We're going to break it all down here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. Ooh-wee! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL, and you can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And today on the show, hey, thanks for making Locked On Vikings your first post-game listen of the day, by the way. And, and today, of course, we are talking about a messy, sloppy, of course it was going to be a slop fest. It was Monday Night Soldier Field. Everybody saw that coming. But the Vikings won. And uh, that brings them to 7-7. Seven and seven. It brings them right into the thick of the playoff race, back to 500 and all that stuff. Um, so great stuff. Vikings on a two-game win streak here. They haven't ever been able to extend one of these into a third one, so we'll see if they can do that against the Rams this coming week. Um, if I sound a little different, that's because I'm in a hotel room on a portable setup. So apologies if that bothers you. Uh, but, hey, let's get into the game. And the we'll, we'll get into more of the details about this later, but really the story of the game, is bad offense, good defense, and the and and like to the extreme of extremes, and maybe more bad offense, worse offense because the Bears' offense just happened to out pathetic the Vikings' offense. Um, but it's again, it's another game that just feels so difficult to like hang your hat on. It feels really tough to kind of say, well, the Vikings proved anything in this game because they really didn't. The Bears just sort of imploded in front. And then the Vikings were there to pick up the W that was left over. And so if you can't feel good about it, that's fine. Now, it still counts, right? Everyone counts. And it counts in the standings. There's no moral victories. There's no moral defeats. We've talked about that a lot this year, maybe more than I wish we, we had to. Um, and hilariously, the game ends up being technically a one-score game. Even though the Vikings led 17-3 to for most of the second half, um, then the Bears scored one meaningless touchdown as time expired. They didn't even kick the extra point. So... Yeah, it was a game filled with just kind of both teams making mistakes at each other, and it, it seemed like, it, like honestly, I don't think the Bears would have won an offense-only drill. They made so many mistakes on offense that um, from, you know, yelling at the refs, they got multiple 15-yard flags for extracurricular activity after the play, really bad discipline stuff. The Vikings got involved in this as, in, in this as well with some bad discipline stuff, James Lynch. Um, there was the Eric Kendricks ejection. We'll talk about that later. Um, and it, like so a lot of 15-yard flags really deciding this one. But really, the deciding factor here, the Bears had three fumbles. Um, and so they had a muff punt. They had two fumbles from scrimmage. And so the Vikings kept getting the ball on short fields. They kind of didn't do a lot with it. And, I mean, I could read off all of these stats of like just how pathetic this game was offensively for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins ends up with 87 passing yards on the day. I think they ended up with like 2.3 yards per pass or something like that. Dalvin Cook outgained Kirk Cousins on this uh, on this one. I think he got like 90-some yards. Um, it was an extremely pathetic offensive performance. Um, but defensively, the, the defense dominated them. And, and probably the, the player of the game for the defense is DJ Wan, who ends up with uh, three sacks, tied for the team lead with seven tackles, um, and it ends up really forcing quite a bit. And again, we'll talk about both of these sides of the ball in a little more detail in a bit. 
but it was it, it seemed like another one of those games where the Vikings just kept letting the Bears stay and hang around and the, all these things that the Vikings have talked about and talked about and talked about with, uh, you know, well, we let them hang around, we don't have that killer instinct and all that stuff. And I think the problems that led to that are the same problems we've seen before. And so you get this really, really pathetic effort on offense. Um, but the Bears just never seized those opportunities. The Vikings gave them a ton of opportunities. The Bears just never seized any of them. Um, also, I was at the game. I was at Soldier Field. I have been to a number of, of road games. I've been to a couple in L.A., Atlanta, etc. And uh, this was the sleepiest stadium I've ever been in. In a primetime Monday night game, it was, even on third downs, where it's supposed to be rocking and loud, my dad and I could have, like, normal volume conversation, and we could hear each other. You'd never get that at U.S. Bank. You would never get, we couldn't get that at at, at SoFi. We went to SoFi in L.A. this year after the Chargers game. You you couldn't get that. So I I think Bears fans are pretty done. And honestly, there was more ire thrown at Matt Nagy than the referees in this game. And I, I think the Vikings did benefit from some ref calls. I think some of those 15-yarders is for extracurricular and stuff. We're a little soft. There was one on Matt Nagy who was just blowing up at the ref over something. I didn't know what it was. Maybe they talked about it on the broadcast. Um, but they actually called an unsportsmanlike on him for 15 yards. There were two penalties. Um, one, a, a player was going for a low tackle, and he ended up cutting a lineman. And as a defender, you can't cut an offensive lineman. You can't cut a blocker. Um, to, to get that guy down. But you can try to cut a tackler, and it was pretty clear to me that he was going for the tackle, but he ended up cutting the lineman, so that's a foul. Um, there was, uh, uh, I don't know, some of the fouls seemed a little soft to me, but I think after your head coach gets 15 for yelling at the refs, and they're going to they're gonna start calling you tighter because you made it personal, right? So I guess, I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, but I don't know, if I were a Bears fan, I, I would be pretty upset. But just the atmosphere of this game, it was interesting. It, it felt like such a sleepy game for fans, but if you looked at the Vikings bench, which we, we had a pretty good view of it, uh, they were dancing and jiving and vibing, and the, the, the Vikings seemed to be having a ton of, they might have been the only people in that entire stadium, in the whole nation, having fun tonight with Monday football. They were having a good time. They were dancing around, smiling. Zimmer was high-fiving guys after every play that, that guys would make, and then they'd come off, and, you know, he, th- there was a lot of fun on the sideline, and, and I think that vibe is very important. It was a very loose team. I don't think it was loosely coached. I think the coaches were very tight and, and scared. And I, I think they outthought themselves once more. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, but first, I, I hope you make Lockdown Vikings your first listen because of the power that it gives you. Well, with Boost Mobile, you can get the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. So you can listen to all of the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. You can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone is limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage are not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact stats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pre-game celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash sb 
for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. So I guess let's start with the, the offense and we'll wrap up with the defense, which is a much happier story. But the offense had a lot of problems here. Um, and they were given a lot of short fields off of fumbles, a month punt, a lot of turnovers on downs. The Bears went two for five on fourth down. So they had three drives that went turnover on downs. Some of those were desperation situations, though. They, I, I don't know about like whatever the coaching situations were. Um, there was one where it was a rollout that I thought was a really bad call, and Justin Fields ended up getting sacked on it. It was fourth and one, and they called like a sprint, like a rollout, like a bootleg. I thought it was really weird. Um, but so three drives died on on downs. Three drives died on fumbles. That's pretty much going to do you in. Um, and that gives the Vikings a ton of short fields. The, the The Vikings didn't do anything with any of that. Their touchdowns both came on full drives. They scored 17 points in the game. Touchdowns came on full drives. I think they got uh, the ball in field goal territory once they made that kick. And uh, that was it. <laughs> and on even on one of those drives, one of those offensive drives was propelled by 15-yard penalties. They were stopped twice on that drive on third down, and 15-yard penalties um, saved the Vikings. So one came after a, a third down stop. There was a 15-yard flag on that play, and then one came after a third down stop. As the Vikings were lining up or were getting their field goal unit out there, there was some pushing and shoving, and I think somebody threw a punch or something. Um, and, and so that was a 15-yard flag that ended up resurrecting the drive, and then they scored a touchdown. First touchdown in the career of Amir Smith-Marset, by the way, who that was his only catch of the game, but hey, we get to be happy with that. Um, and Justin Jefferson got the other one. Justin Jefferson, by the way, 10 targets, 4 catches. Good plays to him went poorly. Um, Mason Cole, absolute horrific game. Oh my god, did he get absolutely destroyed. Akeem Hicks was one-on-one with him a criminal amount of the time. I don't know what happened schematically to make it so that Akeem Hicks got a one-on-one with Mason Cole constantly, um, but he just wrecked play after play after play. And it, it makes me wonder, did the Vikings watch film? Did they scout the Bears? Because it's the only guy on their whole team. Alec Ogletree also, the linebacker, had the game of his life, and he's never been good. He's one of the worst linebackers in the league this year, and he had an incredible game. He looked like Eric Kendricks running around out there. Um, the, the Vikings always seem to do this, though. They seem to turtle. And exactly what I was worried about, if you listened to the show on Monday, if you listened to the show on Friday, exactly what I was worried about happened. The Vikings set up against a whole bunch of bad players because they didn't have any of their roster in. Their whole roster was out for COVID. Set up against all of these bad players, and they turtled. They ran screens, and they ran weird short passes and little spacing concepts, and they tried to run the ball a ton right out of Keem Hicks. They just sort of did the most hyper-conservative possible thing. And I was, you know, hard to see live. Didn't look like there were a lot of guys shrieking open. I don't know if this is a necessarily a Kirk thing. I think it's a play-calling thing. Um, I reserve the right to take that back, though, if one, once I see the tape. But it, it seemed to me like the plan was just to kind of go for three yards at a time and then punt. And so you had a ton of three and outs, a ton of failed possessions, a ton of missed opportunities. And I feel like if the Vikings... I mean, the Vikings had the talent to just line up and beat these guys straight up, but they didn't want to take that risk. And it was a very scared way to approach offense. And so you have all of these hideous, embarrassing stats against the, the, a Bears defense that was missing every single player it had. They had, like, Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, and, like, that's it. And to, to lose 
that many possessions, to fail that many times, that extraordinarily. I mean, they went backwards a lot. And not like penalties, they shot themselves in the foot. Loss of two, sack, and then a draw play punt. Um, that kind of series. It, that is just pathetic. And so it, it, it kind of is another thing on the evidence pile for me. I don't think you can give Clint Kubiak another chance. And I know that it's his first year, and maybe he figures this out as, you know, if, if you give him a second year, and, and maybe that could happen, sure. But even if you do, if they make the playoffs, they keep Zimmer and all that, and keep spilling, they want to run it all back, I cannot imagine going into another season with Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator. He simply doesn't have it. He doesn't know how to respond to the flow of a game. He doesn't know how to respond to a situation in which he has the advantage, and so they piss away a lot of advantages. And they gave the ball back to the Bears a ton in this game, trying to give the game away, and the Bears just couldn't seize it. And that leads me to a little story in the second quarter, as I always do. I went on betonline.ag, and I went to their live betting apparatus, which they've just redesigned, and I bet uh, the Vikings' opponent spread. The, Viking, the Bears were plus 12.5 at that moment in the second quarter, right as the Vikings went up 10-3, to and they were driving again. And they would end up punting on that drive, but they were driving again, so the, Bear, the line was at plus 12.5, and, and I bet that line. Um, you imagine my, my conflicted emotions when the game came down to the end and the Bears had clearly lost. It was inside the two-minute warning. They were down by 14, but they were trying to get a pride touchdown. And I was sitting there going, I would take a pride touchdown right now. And, of course, they ended up covering that weird live spread. If you want to have uh, similarly uh, haunted experiences, you can go to betonline.ag, enter promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can do this with uh, pro football, college football, it's bowl season, Hockey, MMA, golf, tennis, whatever's on. You can even do your favorite Vegas casino games. Just enter promo code Locked On. You get a 50% welcome bonus. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, where the game starts. So look, the offense was bad, but let's let's move on. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the defense, which had a very good game. They had a couple of blips here and there, but they had an absolutely phenomenal game. Some of that was helped by the Bears, you know, screwing themselves up with penalties and knocking themselves backwards and stuff. But here was the, the key, I guess, for me. The, the Vikings didn't win in the trenches on either side of the ball. Um, and, and usually that's a kiss of death, right? But the Bears just kind of couldn't, like, seize that. But the, the Vikings, I mean, the offensive line got killed by Keem Hicks. We talked about that. But on, on the defensive line, in the run game, got pushed around. Um, I didn't see who was in on whatever plays, so I don't know who's necessarily responsible for that or if it was, you know, Pearson Tomlinson getting pushed around or when the backups were in. Um, so I, I got to kind of defer on that. I don't know who was re- responsible. But there was a lot of guys getting washed down the river, and that's why the Bears were able to move the ball really, really well on the ground. And things got really bad for the Bears once the run game was out of it, once the clock kind of made it so you had to be passing all the time. But in pass rush, the Vikings got a pretty good amount of pressure, it seemed like, on, on Justin Fields. Um, they did some weird stuff. I, I don't like that they did a lot of pinches, um, and, and what a pinch is is the, the, all the defensive linemen will kind of rush at the middle. You're trying to overwhelm the interior um, and drag all the tackles in and stuff, but you're kind of trying to have everybody attack in one spot and overwhelm that spot. That's not what you do against a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields who can run out and scramble, and then they gave up a couple plays like doing a pinch. That's just a bad play call. Um, but on the whole, I thought they covered pretty well. Um, and I, th- I think what really happened was, I think, a fairly predictable result. Mike Zimmer against a rookie quarterback, right? Uh, there were good pressure packages, good blitzes. I think DJ Wanham just won a lot. Um, he, again, three sacks for him. 
and Sheldon Richardson had, I think, uh, a sack and a forced fumble. Um, there was, I believe there was a Michael Pierce sack or a half a sack. There was a lot of Justin Fields running around. And Justin Fields, I hate this because I loved him so much coming out, but he, he's, he's got panic in him now. And that's going to be really difficult for whoever takes over for the Bears next to, to kind of work out of him. That's a really tough thing to do, and maybe, maybe they can do it, but that's, that's a difficult, that's an uphill climb. Um, but he had some panic, and, and for Justin Fields, panic is run around, scramble, and if there's room, panic can mean a scramble for a lot of yards, but it can also mean, um, you know, an ill-advised throw, or he's, you know, kind of looking around, he's trying to make something happen, um, you know, missing throwing windows and stuff, he doesn't quite have, um, he wasn't quite throwing off of, off platform and off those situations very well, and some of the more difficult throws the Vikings required, Fields couldn't cash in. And uh, the, the, the real meltdown defensively, there was one meltdown defensively where the, the Bears got the ball on the four-yard line, down 14 points, down 17-3, and James Lynch gets a sack on, on Justin Fields, almost a safety, but he drives him into the ground. I think he was trying to pull him back for the safety, but he drives him into the ground, and that's an easy 15-yard penalty. Um, and so that turned into four plays, uh, all completed passes, all good chunk plays, and suddenly the Bears were in the red zone. I should also probably mention the Eric Kendricks uh, ejection. Um, so Eric Kendricks was tossed out of this game for a late hit on Justin Fields. Justin Fields scrambled, slide, slides, and uh, Eric Kendricks hits him. I think it was helmet-to-helmet hit, um, but hits him on his way down, and it was pretty late, and so 15 yards, and then they ejected him. And I, I was curious to see what people thought about that. Um, but before I kind of say, so when that happened, my first thought was, that it looked really late at full speed, um, and that I thought, oh, they might toss him for that. And I actually went back and forth a lot with my dad, who was at the game with me. We argued a bunch, because my dad didn't think he should be ejected, and I thought, I don't know, that seemed pretty late to me, and we actually argued a whole bunch, so I don't know, maybe I'll agree with him, because when I went, I, I looked at my phone as all that was getting processed um, to see what people said, and, and the unanimous chorus was that Kendrick shouldn't have been thrown out for that. But here's the deal. Um... So on that, I mean, obvious flag, right? He was going down. He was sliding. The slide had already been well committed to two steps Eric Hendricks had to pull up and not do that. I think that was a pretty boneheaded move. Even if it's just a 15-yard penalty, you got it. You, he totally could have pulled up or turned to the side or something. He could have absolutely avoided that contact. Um, but I think it was very, 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 very late. And I never saw it in slow motion. I don't. The, the stadium didn't show it much. But at full speed, my very first thought was that that looked late. Um, and, you know, at full speed, you know, it's kind of bang, bang at full speed. Um, and I'm sure it looks a lot worse in slow motion, but even at full speed, I thought that that was, I, I was immediately worried that they were going to toss him. So they tossed him. Um, and I think Bears fans obviously like that because they were worried. I mean, it was a chippy, chippy, chippy game. And uh, just, you know, two teams that don't like each other very much, which is always kind of fun. But I think the, the Vikings kind of got the better end of that discipline-wise. And Mike Zimmer even talked about that after the game, that like we, we weren't the ones that were losing our cool and getting the flags. Um, but, yeah, that, that it, it hurt to get Eric Kendricks tossed out of the game, especially as that was on the drive where things were like totally spiraling, where after James Lynch got that 15-yard penalty and then they were driving, um, and it just kind of felt like, okay, here we go. This is the okay, here we go. But the defense kept holding up. They stopped a lot of fourth downs. There was the other fourth down, the bootleg that uh, Justin Fields, he scrambled out on a bootleg and he took a sack. That was a fourth down. Um, I forget what the other fourth down was that they ended up stopping. I think it was at the very, oh, there was a uh, the, the touchdown 
that was on the Eric Hendricks getting toss drive. That was a touchdown pass to, uh, I think it was Darnell Mooney. It was somebody, um, and he didn't get his feet in. And then there was another one where he dropped it. So that was, it, but he would have, I, I, he dropped it. I don't know if he actually would have had a first down. I can't remember. Um, but it just, I mean, the, defensively, it was a very good performance. There was a lot of the Bears being bad. That wasn't necessarily the Vikings being good, but there was a lot of the Vikings being good. DJ Wanham had a good game. I thought Cameron Dantzler had a pretty good game at corner, um, mixing it up and around with, I think he rotated with with uh, Chris Boyd, if I remember. I got to check on all this stuff, because all I know is like what I could see live from the angle I had. Um, but it seemed like he had a pretty good game. I think Anthony Barr had a fantastic game. I think Michael Pierce had a fantastic game. Um and, of course, you know, you had a big DJ Wanham game. I think the safeties did fine. So it was a good defensive performance, performance but it was also a, a, a team kind of wetting, wetting themselves in front of you. And, yeah, you, know, you, take your, you held them to three points until the game no longer carried meaning. You take that when the team wets themselves in front of you. A three-point defensive performance until the game didn't matter anymore is a good performance against that quality of play. You expect that. You need that to be a three-point game. And that was a three-point defensive effort, if you ask me. I'd have the, the last touchdown, whatever, you don't have to count it if you're evaluating the defense. So it was overall, it was a pretty good defensive performance. But you can just kind of feel the Bears just don't have that energy. And you can feel it in Bears fans, too. There was a lot of Bears fans just yelling at the Bears. You know, they would yell at the refs when the refs would make a call against them. And then they would just absolutely eviscerate, eviscerate Matt Nagy. I mean, there's been fired Nagy chants at other Chicago sports and stuff. They're obviously, like, way over him. But that environment was really, really fun. Kind of out there in the cold and joking around with, with Bears fans and stuff. And it, the, a lot of situations where I would kind of go, oh, my God, wow, Mason Cole is just getting his ass kicked. And some Bears fans w- would just turn to me and say, no, he isn't. The Bears can't kick anybody's ass. And we would joke around like that for a good while. Um, it, it was a really good time at, at, at Soldier Field. Uh, really fun stuff. So um, tomorrow... I think we're going to do, it's not Tuesday, tomorrow will be Wednesday, but we'll do a Twitter Tuesday-esque thing, second show of the week. We'll do a Twitter Tuesday thing. I'll be on the road. I won't be able to watch film anyways, which is what I would usually do on a Wednesday show. So we'll do the Twitter show. Um, so send me your questions at Luke Braun NFL or uh, at Lockdown Vikings on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Bets podcast, starring your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They'll help you get your grambles straight. I will see you all tomorrow for that. And as always, skull.